When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. Your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 4th, and yes... We are going to talk about baseball. Tyler Malley won five innings, one run, five hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Oh, it was so good to see it. It was so good to see his velocity back at 93.8 miles per hour, which is pretty much a 94, which is pretty much exactly what we wanted to see from him. Ah, I'm just, I'm just so relieved. I was terrified about it. I was completely wrong. You'll see that a lot today. I was, I was very wrong about a lot of the things that happened yesterday, and it's, it's what's going to happen, guys. I'm going to be wrong a lot. And I'm very happy to be wrong about this one. Uh, Tyler Malley should be someone that you roster right now. It is not the best schedule moving forward for Malley as he gets the the Astros, the Yankees, and then the Red Sox. I still think he's very much worth rostering, and he looks like his old self at the moment. Also, with shoulder stuff is Freddie Peralta, but he dominated. And I feel like I underranked Peralta this year because I should have him closer to Kershaw. Because we're just all expecting about 120 innings. Maybe it could be like 60. It could be also 150 for Peralta. I'm terrified about the shoulder stuff with him too long term. But yeah, I should have had him closer to Kershaw. Because the quality per inning is very, very good. A very weird thing happened in uh, Chicago with the Giants. Anthony Descafani and Sean and I were going to piggyback. I've tried to make two cents of this. This is what I think happened. Um, Tony Disco was said, hey, look, you get about 70 pitches, and then afterwards it's going to be Sean Manaya. The, the Giants were like, it could be seven, it could be four innings, and, uh, you know, we'll be happy with that. And then Manaya comes in for four, and then we have Rodgers to come out at the end. That's, that's probably the plan. Thing is, Tony Disco went out there and dominated. Six innings, zero and runs, three hits, zero walks, and four Ks, 73 pitches. So then Sean Manaya showed up for just two, and it was kind of weird, and he was probably warming up, like, when am I going to come in? And then he shows up. Now, he was sitting 95, Shamanaya, which is really cool. And even if that turns into 94 when he's not in relief, that's great. The secondaries weren't as good. The changeup in the slider, I didn't really see much of anything of interest there. What I think is going to happen now is the Giants say, look, we got guys on our team that have so many injuries in their, on their track record, right? Everyone here has it. So why not do a six-man rotation? And I think that's what you're going to see. Tony Disco looked good here. Really good slider. I think he's solid. And I think Tony Disco is worth an ad uh, moving forward. Uh, Sean Manaya should be held on to because he's still good too. Now it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be, he's probably going to be the sixth of that six man moving forward. So we probably won't really see him unleashed until next week, but it should all work. And uh, yeah, I think you hold on to both of those guys right now. I was looking at the wire of one of my teams. It's not that big at the moment because we haven't seen everybody go. We haven't really seen too many oh man that is the guy i mean sure we have like seth lugo and Nick martinez are interesting this is gonna all of a sudden show up in the next couple weeks or so um but we really haven't seen like that is the guy to get yet um so i'm okay holding on to Manaya and escofani for now drew rasmussen looked great really good to see it everything's cool there cal bradish took a comebacker to the foot in the second inning which is very frustrating and it's messed up everything with the orioles now because tyler wells went today 
which means we don't really know who's going to go tomorrow and today. So uh, Tyler Wells went yesterday, I should say. Now it could be Kyle Gibson today and then Austin Voth goes tomorrow. It could be D.L. Hall coming today and Gibson going tomorrow. Whoever it is, I'm just not interested in. I mean, maybe D.L. Hall if he does get it. And I don't know how long Kyle Bradish is out for. If they think that Kyle Bradish is out for not a single start, then they won't call up D.L. Hall. If they think he's going to be out for a long time, they probably will call up D.L. Hall. I don't know. I don't know. Monitor this if D.L. Hall is getting the call. <laughs> uh, I was going to do another Ryan, but I'm not going to do this to you guys. I would think you should pick him up. Um, Nestor Cortez, five innings, one earned run, seven hits, zero walks, and three Ks. What matters is that one 80 pitches, and he should be 85. And I... Uh, 85 next time, 85-90. Everything is cool here. Brady Singer, good job against the Jays. That sinker is getting tons of called strikes. The slider is doing uh, is doing good things. He survived the Jays. It's nice. I still see him a bit as a cherry bomb because he doesn't look that different from previous years. But yeah, Brady Singer is going to slowly be rising the ranks as long as he's showing that he can get away with this and not blow up. John Gray had a very weird start. 6.1 innings, turned runs, 4 hits, 2 walks, 7 Ks. Because his slider just had a 24% CSW and his fastball was a tick down with just an 8.5% swing strike rate. Yeah, he had seven strikeouts in six innings. <laughs> he had like a good start. Um, I'm not that encouraged. I feel weird about it, but he gets the Cubs next, so we're just going to keep going with it. But I'm a little skeptical right now, John Gray. Ryan Weathers went five innings, two in runs, five hits, one walk, two Ks. The last time I saw Ryan Weathers and cared at all, it was a fastball around 94 with a bad slider. Fortunately, he had a change of the one seven for 31 whiffs and a fastball 95-96. But the heater had 51% strikes, and I don't really like this. So I don't I don't know. Ryan Weathers, I mean, it's a good situation pitching for San Diego. I'm not buying into this, even with that good changeup and the higher velocity. Two strikeouts. I'm not going to go after it. Reed Detmers pitched. Ah! It was really fun. He went against George Kirby, and I have a lot of thoughts about this game and many other games, and, of course, the streamers for today and tomorrow. But we're going to talk all about that after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. Reed Detmers, 4.2 innings, two runs, four, it's three walks, seven strikeouts against the Mariners. Oh, he was so close to getting out of the fifth inning. And this is a kind of cool thing. He, I mean, not cool that he allowed two base runners on to begin the inning. And I thought he was going to get pulled at that point. Pitching coach came out and probably said, look like you have one more batter. He was past 80 pitches. I didn't really think they would let him go much. However, he got a quick pop out. And then a shallow fly out where it got to be first and second out, two outs in the fifth inning. And he had a chance to get out of this. And he threw a slider inside and Suarez, ah, he knocked it down the line. And there you go. Or actually down into left center field. 
And that was it. And he was so close to getting out of the fifth, securing a win for you. I, oh, he was right there. He was right there. And I love the fact that the Angels let him do it, right? They put him in this situation. This is a teachable moment. And he almost got out of it. Uh, he's throwing 95 uh, miles per hour upstairs. He's throwing sliders down into right-handers. Curveball had a lot of called strikes. And I think it was nine of them. Really, really good showcase of his stuff. There is a little element of polish still to go. He needed about 90 pitches to not survive five innings. And that's because he was inefficient a bit with the fastball. Uh, and I think there's there's more to grow here from Detmers. I am not telling you that that's going to happen. And it may mean that Demers is a little bit of a cherry bomb. The same time, if he puts it together, he becomes a legitimate ace. So I'm excited about Demers, and I'm I'm just really excited because I love watching the growth of pitchers who have the talent, and I just want them to be truly realized. But I don't want that excitement to translate into, oh my gosh, I'm saying he's a top 20 starter. You know, I have him in the mid-30s right now. I could be lowering him. If he has another start that is not getting it together, right? Because other guys are just doing really well. And keep that in mind with about my excitement for Detmers. Is that I saw a guy who was struggling the beginning of last year. Saw him out of camp last year. I got so excited. I know that the talent is there. It's just about a matter of time. And I feel like he can get there. It's just not quite there yet. Okay. Uh, Matthew Boyd went against the Astros. 4.1 innings, 2 and runs, 2 hits, 3 walks, 3 Ks. This could have been a lot worse. Against the Astros, we just one out of 21 slider whips, but I like the fact that his four-seamer was elevated consistently. And I think that works for Matthew Boyd. It's just by getting a good slider and change up, which he should have. So, so I feel okay. He gets the Red Sox next time. I'm not dropping. I think that this is actually a good foundation, and a slider should be better. So, I'm encouraged here by Matthew Boyd. Um, it was a bad start, but the fastball was good. Slider needs to get better. Charlie Morton, it's funny, we did the list yesterday, and I said that Charlie Morton disappointed, and everyone's like, he didn't start yet, Nick. Uh, and I, I preached the, f- <laughs> I had a vision of the future, I should say. 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 9 hits, 2 walks, 1 strikeout. How am I going to butter my bread with this? I should have said that, I didn't do it, I didn't, can't believe it, I messed it up. Inside the roundup, but I, but yeah, Charlie Morton, um, it might take some time for him to get into a rhythm. It's taken time each of the last two years for him to do that, and in 2020, he was also not that good. So, yeah, be patient, I guess, uh, for a couple weeks, and we'll see from there. That's really it. Um, Ryan Nelson went against the Padres. Good fastball shape. Um, he was allowed to go 97 pitches, which is shocking to me. But, yeah, not great. Um, and uh, the Dodgers are next, so we're going to pass. He get, does get the Marlins after that, and look, if he's okay against the Dodgers, I'm up for that start against the Marlins, but that's really it. Uh, Michael Grove was on the other side uh, for the Dodgers. Actually, on the other side, he was pitching for the Dodgers against Rocky Road. Four innings, three and runs, two hits, two walks, four Ks. Essentially, his slider and curve are really good. He's just not getting his fastball up. And if he does that, I think he actually be really good. He gets the Diamondbacks and then two starts against the Cubs. Um, as he'll go opposite Nelson in the next start. It's there. It's oper- you know, The opportunity's there. 83, sorry, 63 pitches. He could be above 70, 75. Just get that fastball located up and he's got it. Trevor Williams went against the the Rays, and it was a very mediocre start, and honestly, better than I expected, so we don't care there. Hunter Brown went against the Tigers, 4.2 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 3 walks, 5 Ks. I'm sticking around with this. The, uh, you know, he didn't allow a ton of hard contact, and the fastball is kind of a little bit scattered, but I think the breakers are good, and 
I don't know. I think there's still stuff to like here. I'm, I'm sticking around with Hunter Brown. Really good situation. He gets the Twins next. I think I'm just going to start him there. Juan Aviedo against the Red Sox. Uh, he's going 50% sliders. I like to see that. But this is a cherry bomb at best, and you don't want Chase to see it. You want to see him have consistency with his stuff. Uh, with his command, I should say. Um, the stuff is there, just the command is not. Tywin Walker had his velocity back. I was so terrified. He was like 89 in his final tune-up, and he was back up to 93, actually even slightly higher on the four-seamer at 95, and he got destroyed. Um, <laughs> uh, the splitter returned 11% CSW. The slider was meh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more encouraged about Walker because the velocity is there, and he just didn't have a good start, but at least it's that and not being hurt and having his velocity way, way down. Again, I was wrong about it. Like, I, look, I, I see that drop in velocity. It's like four ticks. Four ticks is going to scare me, okay? I'm not saying it's a definite he's done, but, like, we should at least talk about it. And I'm going to express, like, yeah, this is normally not good. I'm so glad um, about this. I'm, like, taking notes for next year. Like, hey, we saw this last year, and it was fine about certain guys. Like, um, Bassett was close to normal. Mally was close to normal. Walker is close to normal. Manoa, close to normal, right? But there are some guys that are still down in velocity too, so it's hard to discern which ones. Um, McGill is also down and staying there. Just keep that in mind. Uh, George Kirby on the other side of of Demers. Fastball looked really good. The secondaries were not. And I'm really disappointed in this because I want the secondaries. It's all they need. We just need like a really good CSW and with secondary pitch. Just one that he can like really turn into. He could be a two-pitch pitcher. He really could. He just needs that second pitch because the fastball is that good. Ugh, it's frustrating. Johnny Cueto got pulled uh, with bicep tightness, um, and it could mean Braxton Garrett gets the call, but he just got demoted because he hasn't been very good. It could be Daniel Castano. It could be Yuri Perez. I don't know. I don't know. It's not Johnny Cueto. We'll see what happens there. Uh, monitor that if it's Yuri Perez because that's an absolute must-add if that happens. Um, James Caprillion uh, against the Guardians does not have his command. Um, too many wasted pitches and velocity was down. No, we're not doing that. Ryan Felter, no. Uh, Feltner, no. Connor Overton, otherwise known as a 2001-pounder. His slider was good. Everything else was bad. And he, uh, he's just not good. Carlos Carrasco, oh boy. He was throwing 93 at the beginning. Everyone was like, oh man, Carlos Carrasco. My gosh, the first two innings are so good. He's got this amazing schedule. Carrasco, I should have gone after this, and all of a sudden his velocity dipped to 88.7 on a home run. I Yeah, he let a home run at 88.7, and it's just like, what? That's a fastball. Oh my gosh. I I don't want to touch this. Not against Miami, not against Oakland, not against the Giants. I'm, no. No. I, I, I'm so terrified of it. It could work out. It could. But no, I don't want to. Drew Smiley, oh man, I was talking about it for ages. Hey, Drew Smiley might have a really good matchup opening weekend. You might want to go for that. And I told some people this, and like, absolutely not. It's Drew Smiley. But I was like, no, but Drew Smiley had a really good second half. And was he do 4.2 innings, 600 runs, 92 walks, 3Ks against Cincinnati and Cincinnati. And now he gets the Mariners and Dodgers twice. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> uh, Jake Woodford. Um, he was not even a probable start, but whatever. Um, Jake Woodford, otherwise known as the Irish Amish Mustang. I hope they just don't start him anymore and bring up Matthew Libertor. Like, Matthew Libertor, Yuri Perez, D.L. Hall, Grayson Rodriguez, there are a lot of really good, Gavin Stone, a lot of really good prospect pitchers who we honestly, like, he could be stashing at this point because there really aren't too many 
I don't know, destroying it, as I was mentioning before, uh, in the majors, guys. And it's once these other ones come up is when we're going to go, oh. So be aware of them. And the second they get the call, if you have, like, an open roster spot, like, all right, just whatever. Just take Matthew Libertor for now. Or take Yuri Perez and just swap them when they aren't up, you know? Um, Zach Plesak against the Athletics. Oh, boy. That was a bad stream, huh? I mean, he was in the third tier, which means I'm not doing it, but... Yeah, not fun. 600 runs in one inning. Michael Kopech was brutal. 700 runs, 4.2 innings. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, fastball velocity fell down to like the low 90s. I am just so not in here. So many home runs. Um, we're staying away from that. Cutter Crawford against the Pirates didn't matter. Didn't matter. 700 runs, 8 hits, 4 walks. 15 whiffs for a Gallows pole, if you can believe it. But no. And then oh, Jose Barrios against the Royals. The great undulators becoming the anti-Nike just don't do it. Yeah, this was bad, and his fastballs are just too hittable, and we can't trust it. We just cannot trust it. All right, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Scherzer, Bieber, Alcantara, Castillo, Urias, Valdez, Darvish, all auto starts easy. Kenta Maeda against the Marlins. I love it. I'm going for it. Zach Gallon against the Padres. I know you have some hesitation. We're still going to do that one. Hayden Wisniewski against the Reds. I'm going for it. The slider is just too dang fun. And Andrew Heaney against the Orioles. I'm going for that one, too. The questionable start to my stream pick of the day is Nick Pavetta against the Pirates. I know they just messed up Cutter Crawford, but it's Pavetta, and the Pirates shouldn't be that good. Uh, Pavetta's better than Crawford, and I know the volatility and stuff, but he's look kind of good. I'm going to go for that. Um, it's like borderline of like probable start, questionable start. Technically, no, I am not starting him, for those wondering, but this is better than your traditional questionable start stream. Uh, better than Plesak, for example. Kukuchi against the Royals. Some are really tempted about this. I get it. He's gotten all these whiffs in the spring, but man, he's just such a volatile guy. He still had a ton of walks. I don't want to do that. Um, Domingo Herman against the Phillies. Uh, JP Sears against the Guardians. Steven Matz against the Atlanta Braves. Dylan Dodd on the opposite side against the Cardinals. Ronson Contreras against the Red Sox. And Jose Suarez against the Mariners. All these are questionable starts that I don't want to do, but I can see how they all work. Herman could have a good curveball. The Phillies aren't too hot right now. Sears has a new slider. Could work against the Guardians. Uh, Steven Matz is a good pitcher, but it is Atlanta. Dylan Dodd is making his MLB debut, and I'm just excited to watch it. I hope he comes through against the Cardinals. Ramonte Contreras against the Red Sox. He just has a good slider. I really don't think this is going to work. And Jose Suarez against the Mariners. It could work, um, but I don't really want to do that. Uh, and the Do Not Start 2, Chad Cool, Chris Bubich, Herman Marquez against the Dodgers. Marquez was slowing hard in the last one, and it's not in cores, but no, come on. Wade Miley, Luis Sessa, Josh Fleming, Matt Manning, and Matt Strom, and whoever the Orioles pitcher is, do not want to do any of that. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's games. Oh, man, all these aces. Like, you don't need me. DeGrom, McClanahan, Cole, Otani, Cease, Burns, Javier, Webb, Nola, Manoa, Luzardo, Green, Lopez. Throw all of them. Doesn't matter. Just do it. Uh, Marcus Stroman is in the probable start tier against the Reds. It's in Cincinnati. I think that should be good, but I understand you just want to play that safe. David Peterson against the Brewers should be better than last time. Um, I think his stuff is better than what we saw against the Marlins. And Corey Kluber is the stream pick of the day against Pittsburgh. I like him more than Nick Pavetta. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go with that. I think that that is a reasonably safe one, even though it was terrible against the Orioles last week. I uh, question will start here. I don't know who's going to go for the Orioles, but if it's Kyle Gibson, I mean, I guess so against the, the Rangers. I don't like any of these. Eduardo Rodriguez, I kind of do like, but he goes against the Astros and I don't want to do it. Kyle Muller wasn't good on opening day, but maybe it's better against the Guardians. And Miles Michaelis, maybe the defense goes his way against Atlanta. 
And in the Do Not Start tier, Mitch Keller, Hunter Gaddis um, are most intriguing, I think. Gaddis against, against Oakland, but I don't think his his whole shtick is good enough. And Mitch Keller against the Red Sox is, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Too volatile. Chris Flexen, I don't even know how long he's going to go, let alone have the talent to succeed against the Angels. Zach Greinke gets the Jays. If he was against a weak team, I could see him in the questionable start tier. But Zach Greinke is just a low win chance and low strikeouts, and you just don't want to do it. Um, Patrick Corbett against the Rays, absolutely not. And Bryce Elder should be getting the call for the Braves to replace Max Fried here. And he's looked bad in the spring and against the Cardinals, absolutely not. But all right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for rating and reviewing us on uh, Apple iTunes. It goes a long way for us. And subscribing to the podcast on your favorite app. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. MA Babs below. And your strikeouts high.